episode number 362. If you're doing business right, you should be evolving every two or three years completely mm. as a new person. And part of that is like what you're learning, what you're filling your brain with. And if you're going to do business right, you got to work on the business, in the business, and you got to work on yourself. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hop, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the B-Real Show with Travis, too tall and huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, uh, ready to bring you some fuego in your days, night, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But uh, after this show, I think you're going to want to think about your, your lawn, your yard. And uh, if, it's, if it's looking a little shoddy because you haven't had someone that's been uh, you know reliable, that can come on time in a convenient manner, uh, we're talking to someone that's fixed that problem, Mr. Brian Clayton. Brian, are you ready to be real? Let's be real, Travis. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's go. And Brian has truly, guys and gals, created the Uber for Lawn Care with GreenPal. Uh, you know, it's an online marketplace, guys. It really simply connects you with, well, obviously, homeowners or people that have a house that you need to care about your lawn, care about maintaining things with local lawn professionals that can help, uh, you know, maintain that for you. And uh, as we know, some of the best businesses are, are those two-place marketplaces where you're serving, you know, uh, you know, a customer making money and also a customer that needs to spend a little bit of money to get something done. And uh, tell us, my man, this is such a great business. And you guys obviously have a huge business uh, featured on Entrepreneur Magazine with over 200,000 active members. Uh, take me back into your journey, Brian. Were you always interested in business? Were you always selling things at school and making business uh, transactions happen? Started things? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Where did it all start? You know, I've worked, Green Pal is a nine-year overnight success. So we've Not been you. at this for almost a decade. Uh, started off really humbly, my two co-founders and I, and, and we just kept grinding on it. Now, you know, we're, we're nine years in, several hundred thousand people using the app, profitable, doing over $20 million a year in revenue. But it started Let's off go. really, really, really small. Uh, and, and actually before uh, starting Green Pal, I actually had a landscaping business. I, I started you. mowing grass in high school as Got a to make extra cash stuck with that it's a little good business going. it's a good business yeah yeah it's a it working a good, business it's a working good business i mean let's be absolutely real. great business to cut your teeth on and and uh and kind of learn how to how to grow and, and run a company that's that's what i did i i ran that little lawn mowing business for like 15 years grew it uh, to over 150 employees wow eventually getting it over 10 million dollars a year in revenue uh, one of the largest landscaping companies in the southeast and uh, in 2013, the business was acquired by one of the largest landscaping companies in the United States. And so growing that business just for me and a push mower to, to me and like 150 people, 90 trucks, I learned a lot. And uh, Hell yeah, you did. That's incredible, dude. Are you kidding me? That's a, yeah. I mean, that is an incredible journey. I mean, we know that the hard lumps in that, having 150 yeah. people, having the trucks, having the team, uh, things go bad, things go good, uh, you know. I would say it's always a what have you done for me lately kind of business, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, but it, what it did is uh, it, it gave me several things. One, um, when I built the company and sold it, I retired. So gotcha. I didn't have to work anymore. And that was nice. And I I took some time off and and uh, got bored, realized something about myself that I'm wired to love business. I'm wired to want to be in the game. I'm right. wired to, to be a part of something that's growing and prospering. And so I thought, okay, let's start the next thing. What is it going to be? And to your point, 
15 years of growing that first company, it was excruciating. It was really tough. And, and I thought, okay, well, now I don't want to do that again. That was really hard. But I, I, I want to start an easy business. I want to start a software business because that'll be simple. And boy, I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> it was like naivete as an asset. Uh, and I think that can be a good, a good healthy, healthy dose of naivete when you're first starting is, is helpful because if you know how challenging these things are going to ultimately prove out to be, you'll never do it. And uh, that's how there's it was a big, for me. There's a big moat into that, to that actually having a successful business like that. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and so, so long as you're a little naive, that's okay. Uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll be confronted with reality soon enough. And that's how it was for me starting GreenPal. My two co-founders and I, we didn't know what we didn't know. And we didn't know how to build software. We didn't know how to build a marketplace. And we just kind of had to like, just go through the grind of the school of hard knocks of, of willing this thing into existence and not, not losing faith, not losing, uh, not losing optimism and, and enthusiasm and just, and just literally grinding on it for a decade now. And, and we, we have a good, good marketplace nationwide now. Mm. At what point, what time did it really pop for you guys? What time you know, did for it- us? Um, we, we're, we're bootstrapped, so so we we have self funded the business off of its own revenue, and right. so there was so there was never like there was never any like huge hockey stick moment for us. There was never like one aha moment like where we just built one feature and like just and everything off just took off. It it has been like a, a, to use American football as, an, as a metaphor. It's been the running game. Gotcha. It's been two and three yard gains Absolutely. all the way down the field um, for for years and years and years, and those things compounded. There were some like little like glimmers of uh of hope along the way i'll I'll never forget like year two uh my co-founders and i were working on like a saturday or sunday and i remember like 20 or 30 people signed up that day and i didn't know who any of them were got you big moment right Uh, because up until then you know it was us hustling and like just like you know guerrilla marketing getting the word out and and it was in this moment where like like 20 people signed up i didn't know who any of these people were i was like holy shit i can i can market this thing at will and i know if i get 20 i get 200 if i get 200 i get 2000 if i get 2000 i get 200,000. and so that was kind of like a moment where i knew it would work what were you doing at the time to acquire customers? What were you doing to try to get people uh, to, you know, know about the business? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough when you are self-funding a company right. because yeah. you don't have this big budget to spend on. To just waste. Know, to be like, I'm going to go do a hundred thousand in Facebook ads. Let's go. Yeah. You don't have it. So you, everything's got to kind of have to sing for its supper. And for us in the early days, it was very much like hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand. We, we passed out flyers. Right. Uh, we, Going to neighborhoods, getting to, getting to people. We did that for a year. We passed out several hundred thousand flyers to get the word out. And it wasn't because we were like, okay, let's pass out flyers to get customers to make money. It was, we have this crappy product. We've got to get people using it so we can figure out what we need to do. And so it it wasn't like, okay, this is our marketing channel. Let's go hoof it around Nashville and pass out flyers. We were reading a book at the time called The Startup Owner's Manual by Steve Blank. And in that book, uh, he, he talks about really just one thing. You got to talk to your customers. You got to talk to your early users. You got to talk to these people who are trying your product because that's how you figure out what, what the hell it is you're trying to do. And so we were following that methodology. And, uh, and so we took it to heart and we did whatever we had to do to get the first hundred thousand people to sign up. And then we were able to figure out more scalable acquisition strategies. Got you. I love that, dude. Getting in the trenches. Uh, I always hear about Brian Chesky, a great dude. Uh, Airbnb, two place marketplace. I think you guys have heard of Airbnb. Uh, 
they did the same thing. They were literally the first people taking photos of every house, meeting the different people that would sign up to let people come and stay at their house. And they were the the, the first team to do that. Um, you have because to hand you have, crank these things like you in said, the early you're, days. You're learning, uh, you know, the ins and outs of what people want to do in that before you scale it all the way up. And before the business is maybe even ready for uh, an investor or et cetera to come in and maybe help. Uh, in a bigger way, which is a lot of business, as you know, get acquired or get investors or, uh, you know, decide that that's the route they want to choose. Are you guys going to stay bootstrapped forever? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's probably one of the reasons why we are here um, is because we self-funded the business. And and I that's believe cool, like one of my, philo- you know, one of my philosophies on business is like revenue is the best form of financing. And, uh, you know, in around 2013, 14, 15, there was an explosion of Uber for X companies, Uber for massages, Uber for valet parking, Uber for laundry service, you know, and there was like a dozen Uber for lawn care type of startups. And I want to say every one of them has gone out of business except for two. And it's us, us and another company. And, and we're not like competing head to head, you know, we're really both just competing against the status quo at this point. Right. But I think a big like uh, competitive advantage for us was that we were cockroaches. Like you could not kill us. We operated the business very lean. We pay like, I didn't take a salary for the first four years. Uh, Neither did my co-founders. And so we, we just like, we, we, we got to the point where you could not kill us. We were just going to work as hard as it took to make it happen. And now here we are, you know, we got a multiple eight figure business. The cap table has three lines on it, the three co-founders and uh, we're in charge of our own destiny and it feels good. Do you think you guys will ever at some point uh, let it off to bigger hands? You know, uh, for me, it's like, I think every company has three phases. There's a startup, the grow up and the scale up. And uh, the startup is like, you know, you're just trying to figure out what the hell it is you're building. Am I solving a problem? People pay for it. Can I get a few hundred people or a few thousand people to use it? Right. And, and, you know, I'm good. I'm pretty good at that. And then there's the grow up. There's like, okay, no, we're doing a million or 10 million or 20 million. And we got to, we got to get processes and systems and build out a team. Absolutely. and I'm decent at that. And then there's the scale up, scale. which is like we're going public or right. we're, we're navigating a huge acquisition or right. we're hiring managers that are hiring managers. I have no real interest in doing that piece of it. Gotcha. That doesn't appeal to me. And so I'm going to keep running this company as long as I'm having fun and I'm having fun. So I don't know how much longer that's going to be. It could be a year. It could be 10. Right. But I'm just going to keep doing it so long as I'm enjoying it. I love that. Do you guys, uh, what, what kind of challenges do you guys have now? Because obviously the business is different when you started. Uh, I'm sure. Is there always a need for new lawn care professionals constantly? Oh man, we haven't even scratched the surface. You know, we're doing, we're doing 20 something million dollars a year in revenue and, and like we're a drop in the bucket. Yeah. You, to you guys can do businesses and do all sorts of different stuff. All yeah. kinds of things. We could take it We really, truly like a lot of times in business, it's, it's better just to double down on what's already working. And we're Got the you. easiest way for a homeowner to get their lawn cut in right. the entire United States. And so until we are like in the same name as Instacart, DoorDash, Postmates, you know, like the d- default way you just do this chore, we're not, you know, we, we, we there's no reason to pivot to anything else. Right, it's 100%. So much more opportunity and just like distributing the platform and making it ubiquitous. And so uh, we're just gonna keep doing that. And, and and we got a long way to go. It's a $99 billion industry that, wow. that you know, is, is, is hugely fragmented. And we, we try to help right. like, make it run smoother. The biggest thing I always found was just that they would show up on time when the hell they'd show up. I mean, I don't uh, have, let them have my gate lock. So it's like, 
am I, is my door locked? Are they going to come on Monday? Is it Tuesday, Wednesday? The communication was a big thing. It still is actually to be transparent with you. Uh, yeah. In my situation, even though the guy's a nice guy, I like to help the family, you know, uh, Hispanic family, good family, good, good, good guys. Uh, but it's just that inconvenience of not knowing when the hell they're coming. If they, if my gate's not open, they just don't do it. So yeah. then I'm paying for nothing. And it's like, okay, uh, that makes no sense. Uh, just the convenience and time and space. But I also see even for your business, uh, all the other supplement services like pest control, some of those things could fold in with the, the lawn care. You know, I know uh, a lot of stuff, they kind of fold in together, protecting oh, your house, yeah. you know, taking care. And I know that that's not necessarily a new business, but a lot of the businesses, once you get 200,000 uh, active users, you know, hey, we got awesome pest control stuff coming down the line for you. Yeah, it's, it, we call it the, the land and expand strategy. And, and it's like, okay, we, you know, this is the easiest way to get your grass cut. Now let's layer on all these other things that you need, you know, mulching, shrub pruning, yes. seeding, pest control, all these things. And and we're just, you know, year nine, we're just now figuring out, okay, how do we get these people that are getting all of their lawn maintenance done to spend more money on the platform and, and help the service providers that use the platform? Right. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you're when you're uh, getting a burger on DoorDash or, or whatever, and you know you always add on other stuff at the checkout, and you're not really mad about it, you know, because you kind of did want the onion rings. Yeah, right. you, you, you kind of did, and like it was just right there at the right time. You're just like, why not? Let's go to the yeah. milkshake. Let's do the <laughs> that's that, that's kind of our strategy with you know weed removal and things yes. like that. Like I said, I think that's just another uh, obviously staying to the focus, not trying to pivot the business, but love that idea too. Right. I think that's a fascinating idea and. Uh, Obviously, anyone that has a house that uh, doesn't have the problem, please go check out Green Pal. Uh, type that in on friendly Google, and uh, you'll find them. And uh, But now, my friend, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm Let's ready. Let's do it. Apple or Android? Oh, absolutely, Apple. That's not Apple, even a baby. debate. And, and it's not that just Apple's better. It's like a philosophical debate. Like, do you want open or closed? Right. Do you want Wild West or, like, perfect experience? I'm, and, I'm, good with uh, no, yeah. I'm good with the sandbox uh, experience and protecting yeah, yeah, my data yeah. and protecting my stuff. Now, I'll tell you, as a developer, Apple's a total pain in the ass. Right. Like they will, I've heard that. They I've will that. arbitrarily reject your, your app submission just because they're just trying to be jerks and like wow. this is just subjectively rejected. So, like an uh, update yeah. or something like that? Like when you update the app or refresh it or something like that? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're always releasing new code. And so when you're releasing to the web, you can just push out as much as you want. But right. like when you're releasing to the Apple the app, app store, store, that's like gotcha. a two or three day turnaround. And then sometimes they just arbitrarily will reject it for no good reason. And wow. yeah, they're a pain in the ass to work with, but but they're definitely a better platform. As far as security, too, they do a lot to protect our data, which is very important these days, as we know. Uh, for content, Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube University. Hell yeah. The University YouTube University. YouTube. Because, because I can sit here. There's a marketing conference. I mean, uh, a marketplace conference in Silicon Valley that's like five grand to go to. And I've never gone to it. But guess what? I watch every session of the conference on YouTube for free. Right. On your, time, on your time, on your time, on my you time. <laughs> I mean, how, what, a, what a time to be alive. YouTube University. I am who I am today because of 10 years of YouTube University. I love that, guys. Please leave no excuses on the table when you have University <laughs> of YouTube and Google at your hands and fingertips to learn. Uh, Instagram or Facebook, if you're thinking about social. Oh, dude. Uh, think, you know, where would Facebook be had they not bought Instagram? Greatest oh acquisition. Oh, my God. Greatest acquisition in the history of One business. for a yeah, I mean, billion I think dollar I, company, maybe. I, I think it's now probably valued at two or three hundred billion. I don't yeah, know. I think uh, it's just, just Instagram. Yeah, I think it's doing a hundred billion, maybe possibly in revenue, possibly. Yeah. Incredible. And, you know, 
for whatever you think of Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, the, they have improved that platform tremendously without screwing up the magic. Right. So, yeah, Instagram all day long. IG, I see you have an awesome IG, so please go follow. We'll put that in the show notes. Chicken or steak if you're thinking about a good meal. Oh, so I'm trying to lose 30 pounds right there now. There we go. So and, chicken. Uh, <laughs> and so so chicken. Uh, yeah, chicken, although, it, I mean, I love a good ribeye. So, yeah, I would prefer steak, but I got I probably need to be eating more chicken. I love that. What are you What are you doing uh, to push yourself to lose the weight? What are you doing? I- so so check this out. Um, I like to be 200. I'm 230, so I'm heavy. Got you. Yeah, and so yeah. I just, hi- yeah. I just hired a – like – I think in life, like it's, it can help to have coaches and, and mentors, obviously, but like, I just hired a trainer nice. who's, who's all digital. Oh, wow. He's only like, he's only like 250 a month. Oh, it's very and he, affordable. And he lays out all of my, my macros and lays out all of my food. And so I just have a Google sheet. And if it ain't on that sheet, it don't go in my mouth. I've been at it That's for, uh, yeah, I've been at it for a month and I mean, uh, maybe, maybe two weeks and, and I've lost like 10 pounds. So, wow. so I'm, I'm a fan. It's working. It's working. So it's, it's just, it just reinforces the notion of you got to have, you got to have coaches in your life to, to yes. level you up. And this, 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 this kid is definitely helping me out. And the discipline and like knowing what to eat, when to eat at the right times, but shout out to you, man, because obviously as we all know, we could all today eat chicken and broccoli for the rest of our lives <laughs> And be a lot leaner every single week and month for the future. But it's hell boring. It's a, it's a you feel know, better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. There's nothing like <laughs> there's nothing like it. There's nothing like feeling. I was telling my wife sometimes they just, I just I'm eating a plate of spinach after this podcast. It's boring as hell, but you feel better about the whole damn thing. Ah, you, you really know. do. Yeah, you just you just do. And no matter what it tastes like, you know the nutrients are of quality, especially obviously with what we're going through all, all right now. Keeping your body full of nutrients and things like that are so important. Uh, so when you're thinking about getting out the door, a laptop or a smartphone, which one are you going to grab? Oh, uh, you know, three years ago would have been the laptop. But these days, yes. man, I can run a $20 million business. In fact, I was traveling in uh, in Southeast Asia for two months last year. And the power grid kind of sucks out there. And I, I, I plugged my laptop up and it fried it. Oh, wow. And so I was like, golly, now I got, what the hell am I going to do? And uh, laptop was dead. Wow. And I thought, well, now I got to find an Apple store and buy another laptop. And I want to see how long I can go. How, how much the, you can do on the phone. I ran the whole company for two months wow. on my phone. And everything from Google Sheets to like, right. we have uh, we have probably 50 or 60 contractors on Upwork.com. Oh, yeah. Their, their yeah. mobile app is is gotten a lot better. So you can bet you can do everything on their mobile app. Um, we use Trello and Asana. Their mobile apps are, have gotten a lot better. These days, you can do pretty much 99% of what you got to do to run anything off of your mobile. It's incredible. If you have the right apps, they're all connected. You're signed in. Your passwords are all logged in. You don't have to worry yeah. about that. And you have that phone device ready. You're absolutely right. You can voice you can to talk. Look. I use the hell out of voice to talk too. Oh, like, voice uh, to like, talk. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can do that so much better than typing. Right. And so, yeah, that's a big. And that's getting better and better every year. Oh yes, especially even Siri. I mean, they everyone complains about Siri is pretty damn good. Yep. Uh, for what the things you can do, and also uh, just practicing, I think with it is a big part of it. When you're thinking about music, Spotify or Pandora. Oh, Spotify all day long. And, th- and that, that platform has gotten a lot better over the last five years. Also, um, they're getting good. They're getting better and better with their like curated lists. 
Right. Like saying, this is all the weird stuff that, that this guy likes. Let's, let's surface some more weird stuff. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like, I like Spotify all, all day long. I'm a premium subscriber, have been for six, seven years. Just wish I had bought the stock when it IPO'd. Let's go. You still yeah, could buy it. You still could buy it. You know? Yeah, right. Never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> uh, movies or video games. If you're thinking about uh, relaxing content, get out of the business mindset. So I, Grew up on video games. A lot of metaphors and and for me in business uh, are, are related to video games. I feel like business can be a video game. There's like ten levels. Just work through every level at a time. Don't worry about le- don't worry about Bowser when you're on level one. That's that hangs right. up a lot of people. So I'm a video game nut, but when I was like 21 years old, I was just pl- I mean I was just playing too much. I think it was GameCube, and I, I and I and I and I threw it away. And I never look back. I haven't had a game console in 20 years. Right. And I, th- I think because I'm like this paranoid that I'll just waste too much time on- with it. And so for me, um, for me, like it's my, my pastime is it would, would be movies over video games, obviously. And then I also make a deal for, for, with myself, like one or two hours of crap TV gotcha. uh, to it, with one or two hours of YouTube University is kind of what I do. Yeah, nice. and that, that 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 that's why I don't feel bad about just like vegging out. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, you're a very successful gentleman. You've been successful throughout your life, and you grinded through your success. But now you're at a different level, obviously, than you've ever thought or imagined. Maybe in some cases, uh, but the success can even grow, man. Because like you said, there's even more lawns to do, more places to do. But I like that. Stay in your level. I think a lot of times people forget think. I'm going to be in level 10, but you got to solve level one problems, maybe. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get through level one, two, get three. Get don't the even ground. worry about level 10. Don't even worry about it. It's a good point. It's like that imposter syndrome we all want when we can't, you know, like the, and the, hey, the rock puts in a hell of a lot of work to look like the rock and he's sticking things in his body that I, you know, hey, there's some different <laughs> things in there. You know? It's all not all completely natural. Let's just be real. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, and, and the dude's just a freaking uh, incredible human being. You know, he's and, been at it since 1993 or four. You know, yeah. like, these things take time, man. There are no overnight successes, very, very rarely. And, and if you do see one, most of the time you're looking at like they crashed and burned two or three other things, and you're not seeing that. Um, and they rolled like the experience from that into this thing that you're looking at. You're like, right. and so then, no, nah, man, there's no shortcuts. There, there just never is. Or the story is not true. Like they're basically putting on a facade, as we all know. There's like instagram jets where you can stand up there and just take your photo in front of a jet it's not your jet it's just like basically a set you know like in hollywood they figure that shit out already yeah and, uh, <laughs> they, got, they got you know jets and they got different things like sets you can come and basically pay an hourly fee to uh you know take your photos on instagram and pretend you're gonna hop on a private drop jet the, <laughs> drop the link for that in the show notes <laughs> oh dude yeah yeah it's, it's just fucking hilarious dude there's there's a few actually uh reading books or listening to books if you're thinking about uh, knowledge or or content um, both, but for me, um, reading is work. I don't naturally, uh, like to read and like, I don't naturally like to write blog posts either. Uh, I'd rather jump on something like this. Um, so, but got to do it. Gotta do it. There's no replacement for reading, you know, set a goal for one book a month or one book every two months. Got to do it. Um, but, but for me, audible is, is again, I got YouTube university and audible, which have like been tremendous to help me level up in, in business and in life. And I think if, if you're doing business right, you should be evolving every two or three years completely mm-hmm. as a new person. And part of that is like what you're learning, what you're filling your brain with. 
And if you're going to do business right, you got to work on the business, in the business, and you got to work on yourself. Ooh. And so part of that is like is stuff like Audible, and 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 like your 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 living room is going to have to become a classroom. Your car is going to have to become a mobile classroom for you to learn the things you're going to need to learn to to do whatever this you're trying to do. And Audible for me is a is a big part of that. And the cool thing about Audible too, guys, is that you can download the app and they have a lot of free content on there now. That's um, right. A lot of oh, free dude, books and like, tons of free stuff, tons of good stuff on there. You don't even have to use your credits. I'm like, oh you know, my God. You, you don't have to, but then again, like, don't be cheap about this right. stuff. Right. I agree. I agree. You know, get the monthly the pass book. or get something where you, you know, you get the get a little bit of value. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Dude. And if you're on YouTube and you're like consuming the hell out of somebody's free stuff, you know, maybe buy their premium course, you know, like, you know, try it. It's, 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 it's the best, cheapest money you'll ever spend. Right. Nothing, nothing uh, like knowledge and learning yeah. and spend your time on that. couple more last questions for you, my man. Stocks or real estate? For me, um, again, it's both, but, but I've done really well in real estate. When I sold my first company, I never wanted to, so my, the, the dude that, that bought the business ran a, probably a $300 million company. And I'll never forget this. He was, he was kind of arrogant, but he, he sat me down and he said, okay, we got the deal done, which oh, we almost didn't. And he sat me down and he said, and I was younger at the time. I was like 32. And he said, uh, congratulations. You are now officially a millionaire, um, which was kind of arrogant of him to say, but he's like, congratulations. You're, you're now officially a millionaire. Let me give you a piece of advice. It's a lot easier to make a million dollars than it is to hold on to a million dollars. And that just really resonated with me. It almost scared me because I didn't want to go backwards. I never wanted to like pick up a weed eater ever again or mow another yard or, or manage that kind of company ever again. I was just over it. And so I, the, all the proceeds from that sale, I locked down in tons of real estate, just, just single family homes smart, galore. So and those things have like doubled, in some cases tripled, and they've cash flowed for the last 10 years. So that was a really, really good move. Granted, if it was a if good I time had, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2012, so it was really, really. I got lucky. Like right out of um, right now. Out if of I had rolled all that into Amazon stock, you know, we would be on my yacht in the Caribbean right now. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like one single stock. You know, you could lose it all too. And so I, I, I tend to lean towards real estate. Got you. Although I, I do have, a, I do have some equities, and but it's all in Vanguard stuff. You know, I learned a long time ago. Um, you know, I've lost a lot of money trying to pick single stocks. Pick stock. I just learned, learned not to play that game. It's a tough game. Most yeah. people should just buy Vanguard uh, VT. Well, you know, yeah. the total world fund on Vanguard. Call it a day. Put money in every single month and keep on accumulating. Uh, Absolutely. That's the main thing, right? Accumulating process, assets, real estate, et cetera. If you're thinking about vacation, are you going to go to an ocean or a lake? I know you're near a beautiful ocean right now. Man, that's a good question because I love Lake Tahoe. Ooh, uh, Lake that's Tahoe. one of the prettiest places in the world. Oh my god, um, I love that lake. But but man, I do I do love the ocean and 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 I find when I'm traveling, I travel probably half the year, and I find when I'm traveling, I always gravitate towards the ocean. So right. I uh, actually I just did a road trip with my nephew last week, and we were all out in the West. We were in Utah, we Ooh, were nice. in Nevada, and and but but I I thought you know what, let's drive the Pacific Coast Highway, and so Ooh. we drove. We drove from LA up to uh, up to Northern California, so that was cool. So probably ocean, man. That was a hell of hell of a drive. Everybody should do that before they die. How far did you go up? Did you go beyond San Francisco? 
Yeah, we went to, I think it was Arcadia. Yeah, like all up the in Crescent City are. and all that. Oh, that's beautiful yeah, up Crescent there with City, all oh, the Redwoods. That's just amazing. Isn't what, it what insane that to drive up there but beyond San Francisco? It's so crazy, like all the Redwoods. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah. And it's, it's. I think it's slept on. Like, it's I slept like it. on. Oh, hell yeah, it's slept on. People I mean, stop dude, in San Francisco and they don't go any further, really, to be honest. Uh, dude, I, had, I had like a ton of friends in L.A. hit me up when I was on that trip. They're like, I've never been up there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? So many people do. Even people <laughs> in San Francisco. My sister lives never in San Francisco. Never been up there. It's they crazy. don't even go. There's people in Central California, Fresno, that have never been to Yosemite, which is the That's same crazy. idea. It's a hundred. It's a it's a hundred miles to, to a beautiful third, you know, seventh world of the wonder of the world. Incredible. And people come around the world to sacrifice time, life, et cetera. And you haven't been up there a, a, a two I'll hour drive. I tell you how I felt. I, you know, you go into those, those, those forests and those trees are just like as, as big as like buildings. And, right. and, uh, and the way I felt the stillness of it, the way I felt like the trees were like, we've been here all this time. Where have you been? And Welcome. I almost felt like regret that it took me 41 years to see it. So yeah, everybody listen to this. You haven't, already, you haven't been out there. You got to get out there, dude. I love that drive. It's so freaking beautiful. Uh, and when you're waking up in the morning, my man, Brian, you're getting yourself ready for your day. Why do you love being you? What, say it again. Why do I love being me? Why do you love being you, Mr. Brian Kling? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So so I think I think your business, you know, like the, the advice, follow your passion and you'll never work a day in your life, I think is, is, is baloney. Right. But I think you can replace passion with purpose. And so, like, you can ask the question, if it weren't for me, X... If it weren't for me, then what? If it weren't for me, what, what what would happen? So for me, the business is always the answer to that question. If it weren't for me, well, then like thousands of lawn care services that use our platform to run their business wouldn't have access to it. Right. Uh, it wouldn't for me. Tons of stakeholders and employees wouldn't you know wouldn't have the 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 company come work the for. Job, they wouldn't have the, a, li- a, a livelihood. Like the, the 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 business is the answer to that question. And so every day when I get up, I feel like gratitude that that things are going well, the business is going well, that, you know, I, I live in the United States of America where I have access to business ownership. And, uh, you know, you travel like, you know, you go to places like like Latin America, they don't they really don't have or even like in parts of Asia, they don't have access to to oh, business ownership like we do. Right. We're very lucky to, to, to have that. And so. And so for me, you know, that's that's the gratitude that I feel is like my business is the answer to my purpose. My business is the answer to my, my prosperity. And that's that's why I feel grateful every morning. I love that, dude. Yeah. If you get too big a business in some of these countries, even Alibaba, you know, you get uh, taken basically or, you know, you got to bow down, baby. You know? Isn't that crazy? I mean, <laughs> oh wow. I mean, we take so much for granted here. Hey, you know, and, and let's just be real. Back in the day or you build a bigger than business, the mob comes and says, they're going to cut, you know, or something. Yeah, you know? So right. no matter what, you're fighting for something, no matter where right. you're at in some of these countries. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, there's something about it. And that's why I say no excuses, guys. Google Things University. are better than ever. You, you know, YouTube University, you got great podcasts. You have so many great entrepreneurs that are inspiring you, showing you how you build things, how you do it. And it's focusing on those levels, focusing on the game. Uh, do you think you'll ever retire from the business? Do you think you'll ever hang it up and say, I'm done? I'll, I'll keep running it so long as I'm enjoying it. Right. Um, and I won't ever do the same one again. I'll never do another tech startup. It's just too hard. Right. Um, Try something. I different. think I think if I, if this company you know, maybe it gets acquired one day. I don't know if it does, then, then I'll probably go back into something else completely different. I always will be doing something. Cause here's what happens, man. Like, like that time I sold my first company and started my second, right. I gained like 50 pounds in a year. 
yeah. and I just was sloppy. I wasn't sharp. I wasn't my best self. And, and so the business is kind of the forcing function for me to like level up in all aspects of life. So I'll have to have something. I just won't do another tech startup. They're just too difficult. Yeah. Well, hey, you've already created one great one. So why, like you said, you're just leaning a little more each year and week on this one until the point when it's ready. Uh, Orkin or one of these big companies might come and say, hey, we need to acquire this as our portfolio or a company like Berkshire Hathaway or someone that's uh, into the real estate and home business might come and say, hey, we, this is a good uh, fit for us. Uh, you never if know. You're from Ber- if you're from Berkshire and you're listening to this, hit me up. Berkshire, baby. That'd be a great partner. I, I love Warren Buffett. Uh, great uh, story as well. Snowball. Uh, do you have a routine to start your day? Do you have something that you uh, you know focus on to get your day going? Yeah, every morning it's like my obligation to do something to exercise my body. It's like it's it's, it's like if you can get up, you're on, you know, and you're you're live. It's almost right. like an obligation. So for me, first thing every morning, it's some kind of hit workout or something Love to that. get the blood pumping. And then I I most days I meditate. I started that about five years ago. That that has helped me a lot. And then and then from there. It's uh, it's it's on it's on to the grind. It's it's I try to get three or four really good hours of work a day. Gotcha. Uh, in the early days, it was it was 12, 15 hours a day. Right. But now that I got a good team, I try to do three or four really good hours. Just no distractions. Then, uh, just really yeah. focus. Yeah, that, that's my routine. I think that's a power entrepreneur move too, just to really have that longevity mindset is to say, hey, I'm going to get three or four hours of like I like that's what basically I have now. I'm a pop entrepreneur, watch my daughter, watch my son conform to a lifestyle of pop entrepreneurship because I want to, not because I have to, because I want to. And then on top of that, uh, you get that power hour, you know, you just have no distractions. I, I don't have time for this stuff. I got to get this stuff done. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, and now, uh, ask, like, a, like on, on the other hand, though, when you're starting something from scratch, you're going to have to run hard for a few years, maybe five. I know, Absolutely. I know that's been the case for me. So I don't want people listening to this to say, Oh, I can start a company in three hours a day. No, you can't. You're, it's going to be like full contact, uh, six, seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day to get the thing going. But then once you get systems and processes and a good team, you can scale back and like focus on high leverage time. And a lot of us, like we just don't spend our time efficiently. So when you right. have that three to four hour window, you just, I got to get things done. No distractions. You know, like that's the thing I think that uh, even the most successful entrepreneur I've seen, when they get this going, they can get a lot of shit done quickly. Uh, but yeah. when you get distracted and every, every five minutes someone's coming into the office or someone's taking a phone call, you don't get anything done, you know. Uh, and, uh, four hour work week's a great book uh, to try to like help reframe that. Right. You know, um, that book's not about working four hours a week. It's about like high leverage use of your time and systems and processes. And so that's that's a good book to read oh, at I least you know once every couple of years. Just re- remind ourselves. Reminder. Such a good reminder. Do you have a favorite app or tool that helps you run the business? Is there one that you gravitate to that's just like I love this tool better than the other? Tons, ones? tons. Uh, I, you know. Trello, Trello, I think is one of the most underrated, free, awesome like, freaking tools. Like, yeah, dude, like I, I have like sixteen Trello boards that that are all managing some part of the business, helping me manage some part of the business, you know, and everything from content to to what our developers are doing to tracking bugs to, I mean, wow. dude, like I love Trello and their mobile app is slick, so that's probably my favorite app. And then outside of that, it's Upwork. Upwork.com has really helped us. Um, we just bought, you know, I, I mean, we, we've used Upwork for a ton of stuff and we just bought the, the domain greenpal.com. Nine nice. years in, we we just bought it. Like we were, we were operating under yourgreenpal.com. Right. And I, I hired an attorney off of Upwork. Wow. That helped me go find the owner, negotiate wow. the, uh, the transaction, the terms, the price, everything. 
um, for a fixed without, fee or for, for somewhat yeah. of a reasonable fee. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your business. So long as you know, like how to delegate it, you can usually find somebody on Upwork. Yeah. I, I tried to explain my dad about that. The, the ability for you to get professionals like at a high level at scale and like literally not waste anyone's time. Like they go work. Like you just said, Hey, they're going to go find this domain, buy it for me, negotiate it. And it's like a fixed fee. Unlike a lot of the lawyers out there, it's a mystery number. Hey, I quote you at a $200 uh, retainer and uh, you don't know what the hell I'm going to bill you at. You know? Yeah. And you're trying to find this, this person in like your hometown. Good luck. Like, you know, Upwork allows you to have talent around the world. Yes. And, and so there's, there's that. And then, and then the, the, so the thing I've learned is like, it's better to hire the best for an hour a week than somebody who sucks for 40 hours a week. Like just pay the, pay the best for whatever, how many hours you can afford them. And then that'll guide kind of your strategy and how, how you're executing. Maybe you help fill in the gaps, but like don't hire a newbie for 40 hours a week. Cause, cause you're not going to move the needle. I've learned that lesson the hard way. And a lot of times entrepreneurs, they stack it on someone. Hey, you can do all this shit for me. You know, you got, you got some team member that you can think you can 40, 40 I got to do filler. her time up with this 40 hours. Yeah. But she's not right. good at any of these things. It's you know? not doing instead anybody of, any favors. Instead yeah. of, uh, you know, hiring 10 or 40 professionals. And like you said, having them all doing work at uh, simultaneously. It's, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful model. Um, if you could sit down and chop it up to a, a chicken dinner, because we're being healthy right now. Chicken dinner. Who, who would you want to chop it up with and uh, have, have a dinner with? Oh, man. So. I think when it comes to mentorship and stuff, when you, when you're finding a mentor, like you should be like, you should be going after the long tail. Mm. Like the, the, the people that I listen to and learn from are people that probably everybody listening to this has never heard of. Like, like, uh, yeah, the, the uh, a guy named Casey winners, who was the mm. first, uh, marketer at Grubhub. And really made Grubhub what it was, and then was like the, the 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 first lead marketer at Pinterest. Really made Pinterest what it was. Oh wow! And uh, and and now he does like consulting and stuff. Like this dude's a practitioner of of growth of distribution, and like he's he's talking at conferences all the time. And it's like for what I'm trying to learn, you know, I want to get GreenPal to a hundred million dollars a year. I need more traffic. I need more growth. That's this the is the dude I need to be learning about. Yes. I, mean, I need to be learning from. That's the and so I probably, if I could chop it up with somebody like that, I want a practitioner, somebody who, who knows how to do the stuff that I need to know how to do to, to get where I'm trying to go. You know, like I, I, I like the, I like podcasts like masters of scale, but like, you know, they interview, they interview Brian Chesky and Brian Chesky for how he's running Airbnb right now, might as well be on Pluto as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like that has nothing to do, like maybe Brian Chesky year one, two, and three. Right, 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 right. That's, that's stuff that relates to me. But like 100%. what Brian Chesky's doing running a $120 billion crazy business, business means nothing to me. Yeah. Like I need, I need to know, like, for instance, what level of the game I'm in, that's the, the type of mentorship and like knowledge I should be seeking out. That's such a great point too, because we always forget. We, we sometimes if we, we put our uh, britches on too big, hey, we're already yeah. at the same level, dude. This guy's running 120 million, even though you're running a 20 million dollar business, which is a great, successful, and awesome business. This is a 120 billion dollar business. Billion, this is billion. A, now those stories are inspiring. It's great. It is. But like what that dude does on a daily has nothing to do with what I'm doing on a daily, and 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 so it's like know your lane, learn from the people you need to learn from to get to the next level and then, then move on. So we got to get you and Casey Winters in a, a chicken dinner somehow. I'm going to find a way to tag him in a post. You never know. We've, we've there had you some go. success before on Twitter. Uh, we're going to find him on Twitter and tag him uh, in a tweet possibly here. 
uh, making a note of that to the team. Awesome. Last thing for you, my man, where is the best place for us to learn more about the business? I know we took kind of shouted out a few times, but kind of give a plug to the business so we can put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Just go to greenpal.com or download GreenPal in the app store or play store. You'll get hooked up with a great lawn mowing service in a minute rather than calling around all over Craigslist or whatever the hell. Right. Life's too short. Um, Anybody wants to hit me up. I put all my time into Instagram. Just hit me up at Brian M. Clayton. So Brian M. Clayton on Instagram or GreenPal anywhere you want to search it. Uh, My dude, you have an incredible story. I absolutely love your story. But as I always tell entrepreneurs, we got Bezos. and We got these fools that the world's showing us is full of abundance. So you are continued abundance to you, my man, and your business. Uh, 20, 200 million. This is a big business, man. So keep grinding, my dude, and uh, enjoy yourself in in the beautiful Miami area. Thanks, Travis. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Folks, you've been hanging out with Brian Clayton and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you again for your time today, and let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T. Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now. And real-time outsource. My business is giving back to local and small businesses. Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all going to last, but most importantly, you got to think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses. And, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life, right? But most importantly is that I think this is the time, folks, that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us. Realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out. And we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.